Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's hour two on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. We say good morning to Fox Sports 97.9, Hartford, Connecticut. Fox Sports 1300, New Haven, Connecticut. Fox Sports 970, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And Fox Sports 106.3, Sheridan, Wyoming. As we approach 400 cities that carry this program. Boys are here, ready to go. Well-rested, I think. Morale is high, I think. Yeah. Let's go. Thank you, Todd. Todd, the least valuable Danette and least improved Danette from uh, this past year, and he's off to a great start <laughs> as he looks to repeat in both of those categories. Talk about innocent people getting hit by the liquid of the owner of the Panthers. You're still, you're kind of like the Georgia Bulldogs, though, of least valuable Danettes. Like, you're on a, a great roll like Georgia was with 29 wins in a row. Couple but, of but it's also easy to discard them when need be. Yeah. Uh, all right, poll question from Howard. <laughs> oh, what a world. I know, it's January. It's only January 2nd. January 2nd. Yeah, I know. I know. Buckle up. Yep. Uh, well said. Poll question, the results from the first hour seat as we turn our attention to uh, hour two. Yeah, we put up a couple here. Uh, mm-hmm. Hour one, we put up, I want Jim Harbaugh to go to the NFL or stay with Michigan. All right, this is a Pauly special. Yeah, this uh, 55% said... He's going to the NFL. Be off the, yeah, they want him to go to the NFL. That's right, Dan. That was a dramatic pause for you to jump in. No, no, in, I right? thought I was waiting for you for the results. I thought you were pausing because you didn't have the results. Uh, and then we also put up there, who had the worst Ooh. week? The Philadelphia Eagles, uh, Russell Wilson and the Broncos, Panthers owner David Tepper, uh, or NFL referees. Right now, 46% have the referees as having the worst week. Well... It was only the group that did the Lions-Cowboys game. Yeah, you could probably expand that. They're just getting the most attention. I would say uh, Russell Wilson, you know, because he got kind of embarrassed, humiliated there. And his numbers are better than Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I, I don't know if people really want to point that out or care about that, but I was looking at the numbers. He's done a pretty good job. What, Todd? 
No, not Russell Wilson. I just I'm surprised a sneaky one of the Toronto Raptors lost to a Pistons team that had lost 28 games in a row. <laughs> That's someone that may you could say had a bad day or uh, week. Okay, but the Pistons had a good day. They did. Yeah, that's the positive way to look at it. Yeah, that is a little humiliating for Toronto. Okay, but going back to Russell Wilson, that he so after the Chiefs win, after they beat the Chiefs, they decide that they're going to bench him for financial reasons. Now I like how the word got out to some of these people who carry water for some of these coaches, and they're like, oh, no, no, it's a football-related, uh, you know, they're going to bench him, they need a little spark. I'm going, you guys made yourself playoff eligible. Like, you were going for a, and, like, this is about financial reasons. First and foremost, because Russell Wilson hasn't played bad. He's played good. He's played well. But, you know, I get it. I understand, you you know, you so the GM who made this trade, and uh, who is it, uh, George Payton? He, so he now wants to clean up his mess, and, and you know, new ownership comes in. They've got to be going, who, who greenlit this uh, trade here? That guy right there. Um, I, I'm going to bench him, so maybe we can save. They don't want him to get injured, and then they would have to. It's fully guaranteed next year, and they ask him to maybe restructure some things here. And then Russ said no, reportedly. So, you know, he got humiliated. I don't think Sean Payton has ever been a Russell Wilson fan. And when you yell at your quarterback, he was on the sidelines and he was yelling at Russell Wilson. So this is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. You can say maybe he's playing himself out of the Hall of Fame, but he is a Hall of Fame talented, credentialed quarterback right now. And you're yelling at him. That doesn't happen very often. Never happened to Drew Brees and Sean Payton. And I think that's where you go, man, this isn't going to end well. And they gave up so much, and they spent so much. And, you know, they're kind of stuck with this. Yes, he, It's kind of weird, though, for Sean Payton to take that job then if he wasn't I know. a fan of the quarterback. That was a year into a monster mega deal they just gave him. Well, I think he probably wanted the Chargers job. And, you know, I think sometimes you get into that, I'm ready to coach again. Well, the Charger job's not opening. Now, if you said to Sean Payton he could coach the Broncos next year or the Chargers next year, he'd want to coach the Chargers. But he didn't have that opportunity, so he goes to Denver, and they paid him a lot of money. And now that's a terrible situation. And if you're Russ, like, what can you get for Russell Wilson? Because Atlanta would be interested. Pittsburgh would be interested. New England's going to be interested. Are you going to cut him? Are you going to trade him? I mean, is Jared Stidham going to be your quarterback next year? I don't know if he has a no trade. He probably does, given that contract. I mean, man, that's bad. And they were playing. They were competitive. The granted, and they just won this past weekend. But, you know, I like Russ. He's been a frequent guest. On, well, before he got to Denver, he was a frequent guest on this show. I don't know if we had him. Uh, since he's been in Denver. Has he, Todd? Have we had Russell Wilson? I don't Jr. think so. We've got a lot of polite declines. Yeah. He's kind of focusing what's, on What's going football. on? Focusing on... So he wasn't focusing on his football when he was in Seattle? That, uh... Yeah, sorry. No it's, comment. It's been a, a couple of years for the lad. I don't, I don't blame him for dialing back media. 
No, he should have. But, yeah. you know, I like taking advantage of the fact that he did want to come on. And yeah. when we got him talking about not wanting to stay in Seattle, and that was a big deal. Yes, Tom. But they had that five-game winning streak for whatever it's worth, and they beat the Chiefs. You thought maybe somewhere in there Russ might have popped on for a few minutes while things were riding high a little bit. I mean, his numbers aren't bad, Paulie. Russell Wilson is the seventh-ranked quarterback in the league in quarterback rating, which, again, doesn't prove anything. But, you know, Goff is behind him. Jordan Love's behind him. Justin Herbert's behind him. Patrick Mahomes, Matt Stafford are all behind him. He has 28 touchdown passes, Russell Wilson, and 20, I'm sorry, 26 touchdown passes and eight picks. That's top four in the league in touchdown to interception ratio. Yeah. It, it doesn't look as well because they're not winning those games, but the stats are not bad. Well, he was terrible his first year. But, you know, this year I thought that he represented himself quite well. All right, uh, we'll talk to uh, Devin McCourty of NBC Sports. Uh, he'll join us coming up a little bit. Dean Blandino, Fox NFL Rules Analyst, will stop by as well. So we got some things to talk about there, including the ending of the uh, Cowboys and the Lions. Rick Neuheisel, the uh, former head coach. He was at Colorado. He was at UCLA. He was at Washington as well. He works for CBS Sports, and he was there at the Rose Bowl last night. He joins us on the program. Things turn out like you expected last night? Uh, I was actually a little surprised that Alabama went down. You know, Nick Saban had won six straight semifinal games. He'd lost that opener to Ohio State back in 2014, complained that a bunch of his guys were worried about uh, their NFL draft stock, were getting, you know, all that, uh, with their paperwork, I guess it was called back then, with the uh, NFL people giving them information as to whether or not they should declare for the NFL draft. He said it was a distraction. And since that time, they've won and won handily in many of these games in those semifinals. So to have very one explosive pass play yesterday was testament to Michigan's defense. Yeah, I thought Michigan did a really good job. Alabama had some adjustments there. and I mean, I thought both of those games could have gone either way. I mean, absolutely, absolutely, which was what made this field so intriguing is that you could really say any one of them could, you know, hoist the trophy. All right. Who do you like now? I'm going to go with Washington it, 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 at my own peril because I still think they're the most explosive team. And I think it takes some explosivity to win these games. But Michigan just basically took you know, Alabama out to the woodshed in terms of explosiveness. So there'll be none. There'll be none in 2024. And, and, uh, but I, I just think Michael Penix and this rainmaking ability that he has with that left arm is, uh, going to be tough to handle. Well, you played the position. What do you see with Michael Penix next year? I think Michael Penix is going to be a great pro. You know, he's not as pretty a left-handed passer as, Penny Stabler or Steve Young, you know, that, that just looks like it's like all of us who are right-handed see Phil Mickelson's golf swing and we, we want it, right? We, we, because he can do these things. But when you look at Penix, it doesn't look as smooth, but the ball just absolutely comes out of the sky just so beautifully. And that triumphant of receivers is just spectacular a dunze i mean yeah. when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie that's a dunze you you're, know it just you're, you're it, short on sleep aren't you i'm short on sleep <laughs> i apologize um you said uh, i don't know how many weeks ago that you thought that jim harbaugh was going to coach in the nfl next season as that i still believe it i still believe it i think uh you know obviously michigan's got a handsome offer on the table wanting him to stay for the long haul 
I think he loves his alma mater. I think he loves, in particular, this team, this version of Michigan. Uh, but I think if uh, the Raiders or the Chargers come to him, I think he'll be there. But I don't understand this. If he loves his alma mater, then why is, like, commit to your alma mater? Why? Oh, I agree with that. But, but I mean, he's got a pretty hefty chunk of change sitting on the table, and he hasn't gobbled it up. He did. He was asked the question in the post game press conference last night. No, he said he was. He's going to be on a plane to Ann Arbor. That's his plan. You know, not necessarily what happens next. So, avoiding the question is almost <laughs> answering the question. Uh, Jim thinks JJ McCarthy is the greatest Michigan quarterback of all time. Uh, what do you uh, look at? What do you think the pro scouts think of JJ McCarthy? I think he's a a very attractive quarterback, whether he's a first round, I don't see enough trajectory uh, ability. I don't see him being able to change, change trajectories as fluidly as Penix does. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't see that in his game yet, but the play yesterday, Dan, where they threw the ball back to him and he made the over the shoulder catch and then made the beautiful overthrow. I mean, that was sensational. If if you just run that one back as an NFL scout, you're going to find a way to get him in your uh, locker room. He's Rick Neuheisel, CBS Sports College football analyst, former college head uh, coach. Should we move the transfer portal back or maybe ahead please, to after, after the postseason? <laughs> like, where do we sign? I'll be the John Hancock on that one. I mean, absolutely, we have to get the transfer portal after uh the college bowl season. We have to move it. Now, I know universities are saying, well, school's starting. We need to get these guys in school. Well, then we'll just give way to bowls. Then we'll just stop worrying about who plays in them, and we'll move the bowl season up to the week zero. We'll do it at the front end of the season because everybody wants to play then. But uh, what happened over this course of this bowl season too often was not uh, very pretty, and the, the most uh, flamboyant example was the Florida State game. So what do we do? Now, I know that the bowl games next year will mean more because there's teams actually playing playoff games. I, I right. don't think we'll see players opting out of a playoff game. Do you- I don't think so. Okay. Uh, but we saw Malik Murphy uh, leave his team to go and transfer someplace. I mean, if uh, Quinn Ewers gets hurt last night, we're going to Arch Manning, who played very little yeah. this year, rather than the guy who started two games. So uh, that was enough information for all of us to realize we've got to tweak this and let guys finish what they start. Yeah, and, you know, Florida State's getting roughed up uh, after the fact and during the fact with Georgia. But, you know, everybody opting out, they had, you know, in their mind had no reason to play. What do you, what do you make, of, make of Florida State's future here? Well, it's, it's ominous, obviously, with the ACC, and that makes it ominous for the ACC. Because uh, we've seen what happens to the Pac-12 when all these chess pieces start getting moved, uh, I think we've got two years. I think we're on the clock. the The remainder of the television contract with the CFP and and ESPN, ABC, Disney. Once those two years are done and it goes to the market, I think the market's going to move pieces around so that uh, we get closer to the model that Chip Kelly kind of espoused here recently, talking about 65 teams, regionality, football, the rest of the sports on campus go back to, you know, the conferences that we all kind of knew here and loved. And I, I, I think that we'll get closer to that.
What would have happened if you ran into Jim Harbaugh last night, given your history? I would have congratulated him. And I said, what do you think about that, Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> what would he have said to you? He would have had the biggest grin on his face. As a matter of fact, I ran into him at the uh, at the uh, Indianapolis uh, Media Day. And, you know, I talked to him about, you know, J.J. McCarthy and, you know, they're in it, the lack of success in the playoffs as compared to the regular season over the and he said listen i know i have to get mccarthy but it warms the cockles of my heart to bludgeon people i said you might have to have him actually throw more than 10 15 passes a game and he said i know but it's just so fun to just and i'm just thinking pete carroll and the what's your deal game and you know 12 powers in a row with uh, uh just running power down the trojans he is a unique person. I actually asked Jed Fish, who had a wonderful year at uh, Arizona, who coached for Jim. I said, if you could describe Jim Harbaugh to somebody who has no idea what the heck's going on inside his head, how would you describe him? He says, he's a guy who has been dropped in from outer space to do one thing, and that's coach football. He's a fabulous coach, but don't ask him to be normal in any other capacity. Great to talk to you, as always. Thank you, Rick. Uh, Happy New Year, my friend. That's Rick Neuheisel. Interesting description of Jim Harbaugh. We'll take a break. We'll talk to Devin McCourty, former defensive back. He works for NBC Sports, Football Night in America. Also, Dean Blandino, the former head of officials, now works for Fox Sports as their NFL rules analyst over the uh, controversy that happened with the Cowboys and the Lions. We'll take a break. We're back after this. Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This league uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling, only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack you know, one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, 
You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Let's start with that one, Devin. Thanks for joining us. Um, what do you expect out of the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins in that final game Sunday night? Man, I kind of expect a slugfest. I think it's always interesting as these division games come down to who's going to win the division. We all have kind of these preconceived notions from watching the two teams, but I feel like when it's a divisional game, nothing else matters. It all matters about that day. So I think, you know, Miami comes in a little banged up on defense, losing Bradley Chubb will be big. Uh, and I expect the the Bills to try to take advantage of that. getting James Cook going again, running Josh Allen a little bit. I know he had the stinger, so have to see how he feels. But I think ultimately Miami should feel like they're in good shape at home. You've played well. Now you have a chance to win a division like you kind of led all season. You want to go put your best foot forward, and I think it'll have to come from their offense Sunday night. But, you know, the Dolphins entertain me, but I don't know how good they are. All season long, I still don't know. Do you? I don't. And I think for them, they have to try to find that confidence and that edge to say, like, hey, I know what we are. It's been up and down. We've only beaten one good team in Dallas, and Dallas is, you know, record on the road has been pretty bad this year but now if we just go beat buffalo we can play a home game we win the division we can do everything that's in front of us but if they get stuck on all the narratives of what they haven't done i think they can you know that'll put them in trouble sunday night when you get blown out now this is a team that blew out denver scoring 70 and then the ravens were kind of piling on a little bit um how does that feel as as a professional you know do you if you're in Miami, are you taking offense that you know the Ravens are still throwing the football while they're up, you know, by four touchdowns? I mean, you can, but you you shouldn't because if you if you don't want them to do it, stop it. Um, but I think it's different. I think for San Fran, they got trounced by Baltimore, but they had played well all year against good teams, bad teams. They had some injuries and had a three game losing streak, but I think they had the confidence to know, like, all right, that was a bad game. We're gonna go rebound and play well next week in Washington, and they did. I think for Miami to lose a game like that, the way they did against another good football team, I think it it, it shocks them a little bit and, and, you know, stuns them and punches them right in the face because it's like, all right, last week we got over this hump, and now not only did we lose, we got blown out. So now we got to find another way to kind of get back on our feet and go out there and play against a team that's really hungry to prove that they had this really bad stretch and everyone thought they were done. And now here they are with a chance to get in the playoffs, and nobody will want to play Josh Allen and the Bills in the playoffs. When you rest in Week 18, I mean, it's tricky because you don't want somebody to get hurt, but you also kind of want to keep that momentum or have that playoff mentality. So if you're the Ravens, they may not play Lamar Jackson. I don't know if uh, the Cowboys are going to have everybody play, the 49ers have everybody play. You have been in that situation before. 
what what's it like with the team when not everybody is playing? Yeah, I've never had to make that decision as a coach, but I think from a player standpoint, the games and the teams that I've been on when we said, hey, we're going in and we're playing, and sometimes we played a half, sometimes we played the whole game. We didn't know that. We just stayed focused on playing the game. I think that's the best way to do it. I think if you sit out this week, then you sit out next week, that now turns into two weeks where you don't have a game plan because, trust me, if guys aren't playing, they're not going home studying their game plan, watching the film, like they're taking a week off. So you take two weeks off, and I think you kind of get out of the flow of football. So to me, if you have guys that are banged up, like Christian McCaffrey, you know, kind of strained his cap, like, yeah, you rest him. But guys that are healthy, I would tell them, hey, we're going out there playing, and we're going to put our best foot forward and continue to do what we've done. Like Baltimore, they've looked great the last two weeks. I don't know if you want to sit everybody and take that risk. Gerard Mayo used to tell me all the time, Football is a 100% injury rate. So no matter what, you can't just say, don't play guys because I'm worried about getting injured. Like, we all sign up to go play football, go play football. Do you think Tom Brady was serious about coming out of retirement <laughs> in th this past May? I mean, you can't say he wasn't. Like, why wouldn't he? I mean, and then we watched all of the quarterbacks that got hurt this year. We watched the play of it. I mean, he would have been right. He'd be top. He'd be top what five in the NFL right now at quarterback <laughs> if he was still playing. So I don't put it past him. Well, nobody wants to retire. Like I, right? <laughs> we all wish we could keep going. Yeah, because I don't know if uh, he wants to do the broadcasting. I mean, maybe he does. I have you talked to him? I, I, I've never asked him, but I know people around him. Um, what you know, he's doing the podcast and different things now. They believe that he does. They said he, he, he's studying, he's preparing. They believe he does want to get out there and give broadcasting a, a shot. Explain the ending on the Cowboys-Lions game. I think it was simple. The Lions drew up a, a play no matter how. Like me and Chris Sims were talking about it. He feels like you shouldn't be able to kind of, you know, go against the spirit of a rule. And I'm like, no. Like, it's if it's within the rules, you should be able to do it. And to me, the Lions drew up a great play in a key situation, and I don't know exactly how it was explained for Brad Allen and the crew to understand the play that was coming up, but I thought it was simple. The, the officials, they kind of blew it. You know, they didn't take time. It was a two-point play, so there's no rush. They didn't take time to listen and figure out, all right, this guy's reporting eligible. Dan Skipper had come in time after time in that game, and the officials watch film. He's been that guy all year, coming in heavy tight end. I'm eligible, and they just assume – and it was just a, it was a human error, and that doesn't make Detroit or Dan Campbell happy. But I think that's what it was, and I think it would have been a lot easier at the end of the day to say, "Hey, this call and this situation should have been handled better." Obviously, it was confusing, but we need to get this right. That's our job to get it right, and we did it. And it is what it is. Okay, but as a defensive player, the the referee comes and tells the entire defense that you know seventy is is eligible. Yep, and I've been in games. We played the Colts one year, and Blake Costanza caught a touchdown playing the, the identical play, playing left tackle, and we felt like the official didn't tell us who was eligible because the game's going fast, everything, they rush to the ball. Like, that's a part of the game. And if you play defense, you've been in situations where you're like, no one told us, or we missed it. Like, that's what happens in key parts of the game, and that's why offensive coordinators wait to pull that out in a play that they really need and an intense part of the game. 
We're talking to Devin McCourty, works for Football Night in America, won three Super Bowls with the Patriots, and their game coming up this weekend, it'll be the Bills and the Dolphins, the final game of the regular season. How much better are the Niners and Ravens? If I gave you the Niners and Ravens or the rest of the field to win the Super Bowl? I, w- I would take those guys by, right now, I would say a pretty long shot. I think once you get in the playoffs and you know how it works out, that can change, but I think from just watching the games, how they've kind of come about. These two teams all season have been, you know, two of the better teams. And I think this, you know, last few games of the regular season, they've kicked it up a notch to really try to go into playoff form. So um, I don't really think anybody uh, in those two divisions are close. I say those two conferences, I mean, are close to, you know, Baltimore and San Francisco. What's wrong with the Eagles? Confidence. I, I think – you know, we always talk about this swagger or, like, trying to, you know, live up to it. And it comes from doing something day in and day out. And this team, from the beginning of the season, hasn't been able to be in the form that they want. And early in the season, they continue to say, we got to keep getting better. We're going to keep progressing. And then it got to a point where it was like, all right, we keep waiting and it's not happening. And I feel like now you can feel – just the the animosity, the tension on the sideline. They beat the Giants last week. I don't know what Devonta Smith and Sirianni's talking about on the sideline, but they're wrapping the game up, and these two are going back and forth. Do you see A.J. Brown frustrated this week? You know, they whatever you want to call what they did with Desai, him going upstairs, Matt Patricia coming down and calling a defense that's yeah. not his defense is a very abnormal task to put on a person. Hey, I know you don't run this defense naturally, but call it. So it just seems like they've been searching and they haven't found it. Um, and we've been waiting to see, can they get one win that kind of gets them going and then to go lose this past week. Seems like that could be uh, the end of the Philadelphia Eagles this year. All right. I'm going to uh, let you have the floor to talk about Rutgers football. <laughs> what a doozy it was. <laughs> I was at the game, Yankee Stadium against the U, to see all of the U, the starter throwback starter jackets, um, Rutgers goals gets a huge win. And I know the Bulls aren't what they used to be, but Vince Wolford didn't like my text message. He kind of dismissed me. You know, it's a great you. He used to tell me all of the stories. So I just wanted to let him know that we beat, you know, we beat up on his team, his alma mater, but he didn't want to hear it. But uh, the future looks really bright uh, at Piscataway, New Jersey. Uh, wait, let's, let's not get carried away there. <laughs> let's not get carried away. You know, it, it pinstripe bowl. I mean, come on. It's not, it's not we the take Rose our ways where we can get them. <laughs> Maybe next year. <laughs> but was that your biggest offer, Rutgers? It was. It was actually my only. Uh, I don't know what it's called now, but at the time, Division One A offer yeah. uh, was Rutgers. That was the only one I had. Wow. You're not bitter, are you? Did you? Well, that probably you, you played with a chip. Do you still have a chip on your shoulder? Oh well, for one. Koshiano at Rutgers didn't want to offer me. My brother was the better player coming out of high school. <laughs> they only offered me because my mom, I ended up finding this out uh, probably a few months ago that my mom went and told Shiano it's a package deal. You can't get one without the other. So that's the only reason Wait, they offered mom me. mom just told you? She went behind our back. Mom didn't tell us. Darren Rizzi, special teams coach for the Saints, who recruited us to Rutgers at the time, was with my brother when my brother called the Saints game and he told him that story, and I, I told Shiano after when we spoke to Rutgers, and then Boston College wouldn't offer me. So I've always had a little chip on my shoulder uh, that so many schools decided that I just wasn't good enough. Uh, definitely pushed me uh, my whole career. You don't mess with mom. 
Yeah, my mom knows, and she made sure not to tell me because she knew I wouldn't have went if, if I knew they, she told him that. So she kept it a secret all this time. <laughs> uh, great to talk to you, and uh, have fun on Sunday night. Thank you again, Devin. No problem, man. I appreciate you having me That's on. That's Devin McCourty, Prider Rutgers University. Interesting story. Mom comes in, Bigfoot's uh, Coach Ciano. <laughs> hey, it's package deal. Okay, all right. Bring you and your brother in. It'll be uh, Dolphins in the Bills Sunday night and uh, kickoff at 8.20 Eastern. A couple of phone calls in here, best and worst of the weekend. Chris in North Carolina. Good morning, Chris. What's on your mind today? Hey, good morning, Dan Danitz. Uh, happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, 6 250. I got a best and a best for the week. Okay. Uh, the Niners, of course, winning, taking the number one seed. And then uh, added to my starting lineup, uh, number five in the in the bouch, uh, Daniel Theodore, hit uh, hit the de- December twenty seventh, and uh, doing strong and fine. Oh, oh! Uh, you had a baby on the twenty seventh? Yes, sir. Sorry to. I'm just excited about the whole situation. <laughs> and what's the baby's name? His name is Daniel Theodore. No, it's not. When you prove. I, sw- I swear. You got it. I hit you, my wife you, up about it. All right, all right. And that's what's you, coming I, on the social security card. No, no. You you stay on hold. I'm going to have Tyler uh, get information. I I don't think we made DP show onesies. Do we, Seaton? Have we? Uh, are we in the onesie business for uh, babies yet? I, I think for a minute we were in the onesie business. I'm not positive. Okay. All right. Well, Chris, uh, Tyler, put you on hold. We're going to need we're going to need proof of that. Daniel Theodore. Thank you, if that's the case. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Theodore. Imagine talking to your wife. Hey, honey, I got the name. Daniel Theodore. Well, wait a minute. We, we don't have any uh, history with that name. Daniel or Theodore. It'd be funny if it was just like him being really generous. You know, how about after your father? We could do it after your father and your grandfather, Daniel and Theodore. Wouldn't that be? <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, Nick in Charlotte. Hey, Nick, what's on your mind today? Hey, DP. Hey, bud. Uh, big Lions fan here uh, with them in the uh, media a lot lately. I think one story is kind of getting untold, and that is the potential return of Matthew Stafford to Detroit for yeah. the playoff game. <laughs> um, and it's going to be a warm welcome. Uh, he's still loved by many Lions fans. And then it's also the potential of the Lions winning their first playoff game in my lifetime. So I feel like it's a win-win. Yeah, that's good. Could be fun. You know, you got to be careful facing the Rams. Yeah. They got a running back. They got receivers. You got Stafford there. Still have Aaron Donald there. Nobody is talking about them. And Sean McVay has done an incredible job. Because after what happened after the Super Bowl and then uh, last year and then expectations weren't very high, uh, I certainly didn't have. I mean, who knew that Puka Nakua and uh, Williams would be a great running back, but uh, I mean they've they have done a great job, great job at taking uh, some chances on some players, not having high draft picks, and that is a dangerous team. They're a fun team to watch. I, I've found myself watching a, you know a lot more of the Rams than I thought I was, and uh, you know the fact that you know Cooper Cup is healthy, Nakua's going to have the greatest season a rookie wide receiver's ever had. At least it looks like that with yardage. He's going to have close to 1,500 yards in his first year. How does that happen? 
where you go, okay, right place, right time, right position, fifth-round draft pick. Everybody saw him or could have seen him, but and maybe it's like Cooper. They're just certain players where you go, huh? Things that make you go, hmm. Yeah, Paul. It's like Devin McCourty. He barely got an offer from Rutgers. His first year with the Patriots in 2010, he was a pro bowler. He was second for defensive rookie of the year. He had seven interceptions out of nowhere. Yeah. But Puka Nakua, like you're just going, huh? <laughs> I remember watching BYU, and I'm, I didn't go, God, that guy's going to play on Sunday. By the way, now I have my, my pet peeve during bowl season. It's over now. It, you know, bowl season is over now. But when you get the, um, the uh, young freshman as opposed to an old freshman, or the uh, the big his big tight end. He's always a big tight end. A few <laughs> small tight ends. Yeah, okay. Nobody ever says, "Oh, he's going to throw it to his small tight end." That now it drives me crazy. And and sometimes you'll like somebody got hit in the eye, and the analyst goes, "Boy, that that that's going to hurt." No, no. Or somebody gets injured, you, oh, you don't wish that on, you know, I hate to see that. <laughs> does, does an analyst ever go, man, I'm happy to see that. <laughs> you know, he's, he's got his young freshman. Okay. Yeah, Paul. And then the interception, he's going to want that oh, one. Oh, you got to want that one back. What if he didn't? It's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick by that throw. I really hummed it in there. It wasn't my fault. Oh. And you know what? You, you stick your foot in the ground. How about just a nice cut? I, we, we, we have to dress everything up. And you don't. You can do Like running downhill. How many people know what running downhill is? I mean, technically, they're not running downhill. <laughs> can you imagine, like, if one of the sides of the Whoa! field was up? Oh! Yeah. <laughs> hey, the Rose Bowl, it's a foot higher in the sense. Yeah. Hey, let's go right because we get, to, we get to run downhill. Hey, that's not fair. Running downhill. All right, let me take a break. We'll get to more phone calls coming up. Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Searching for a job can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, nobody's on the other end, applications that vanish. It's time to find a better way to find a job. 
Express Employment Professionals, the local jobs expert that you can trust. They never charge a fee when they help you with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com, find the office nearest to you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with the help of Express Employment Professionals. And Express helps you find all kinds of jobs, manufacturing to logistics, customer service, accounting, and so many more. Getting an interview with Express can be as easy as a phone call. And with just one application, Express Employment Professionals will have you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Make your job search easier. Let the professionals help at Express Pros. Express Employment Professionals, it's your one connection for getting a job. Visit ExpressPros.com today and good luck. I don't know what it says about the Dolphins that they can score 70 against the Broncos and they can allow 56 to the Ravens in the same season. The last time that happened, uh, 1950 with the uh, Rams. They scored 70 against the Colts, and they uh, gave up 56 to the Eagles. <laughs> also happened to uh, the Washington then Redskins, who beat the Giants, 72-41. to And uh, they gave up, I guess, 56 in another game as well. <laughs> Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. More phone calls, best and worst of the weekend. 877 3DP show. I saw the actress Aubrey Plaza. Oh. Parks and Recreation. Yeah. I was walking in New York and I saw her, had a baseball hat on. And I'm not very good at recognizing. Famous people. My daughter usually will go, uh, Dad on your left. And I'll go, okay, who is it? Camila Cabello. I'll go, who is that? Is that a singer? Did she used to go out with Shawn Mendes? And she's like, you know what you're talking about. I go, okay. Walking her dog. So uh, saw a couple of celebrities. Yeah, Marv. When are we going to make this happen where you just guest host Entertainment Tonight one day? I would like to. I mean, it's, it's on my bucket list. Maybe, Kevin Frazier, where are you? When I retire. Maybe, uh, you know, I get a... East take, Coast correspondent, Dan Patrick? No, 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 I want to host. I want to host. Yeah. I want to be out there walking the big stage there. You don't want to just do, like, the big events in New York nah. City? You pop in every once in a while? No, because I hate doing the, you know, they're, they're walking along press row, and then you got to yell something to the, hey, hey, Tom Hanks! And then you hope they come over. You yeah. don't want to do that? No, I don't. No. Yes, Marv. So you're not going to do the Met Gala? No. I would, Odell. Odell. I would like NFL to. outsider. I would like to go. Oh, that's right. Am I still an outsider to Odell Beckham Jr. the third? Yes, Todd. You could be like the lengthy sit-down guy with Megan the Stallion. You're the one that just does these long, <laughs> real detailed. You get something out of them no one ever knew about. It's Megan the. The Stallion. The Stallion. Megan the Stallion. Stallion. I don't think they want me, you know, talking to Cardi B or, you know, any of that. Yes, Mark. Why not? I don't know. I, I don't know how it would go. You know, she might yell at me. If I ask about offset, I mean. <laughs> Sounds like you know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you dealt with Lawrence Taylor and Bill Parcells in the 80s. So. And Bob Knight. Right. If you yeah. can dodge a wrench, you yeah. can dodge a ball. <laughs> you want no part of scissor, though. She's sitting down and well, not in the right mood. I, uh, I, I know. Joining me, uh, scissors. I mean, scissors. Scissor. <laughs> so sorry. So the sideline, the reporter who's at the red carpet asking, what are you wearing? That's kind of the sideline to the sideline reporter 
for football, right? And you're more of a host. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to do that. Thrown out to the field. Like the Academy Awards. That would be, you know, where they bring the guest to you. Yeah. Joining us now is Quentin Tarantino. A little dais. Yeah. Well, no, it's not. A, I, like a little side area. It's a little platform yeah. area. You know, where Billy Bush is, uh, you know, he, he's, he holds court there. Or Ryan Seacrest. That might be fun. Yes, Todd. I was just going to say, speaking of Ryan Seacrest, the Rock and Eve thing. Did you ever want to host one of those New no. Year's Times Square Good deals? Good God. No, we walked by. They were setting up. I went to see a play with uh, Daniel Radcliffe is in it. Original cast? Harry Potter, yes. Merrily, we roll along. And my wife said, are you going to tell Seton that you went to see Merrily, we roll along, original cast? And I said, well, I will. He might bring it up if I mention I went to a Broadway show. I have nothing against Broadway shows. Yeah. I love that that's a uh, passion of yours. I do like it. Yeah. There's something about watching somebody perform, and they don't get another take at doing it. It's live. It's right in front of you. I have great respect for that. And uh, Daniel Radcliffe uh, did a great job. It was uh, it was good. It was fun. Interesting play. Merrily, we roll along. If you're a Stephen Sondheim fan, then uh, you would like this. Where did he play college football? Uh, he played at Rutgers. <laughs> he played at Rutgers. Yes, Todd. I like Broadway shows, too, but it is corny how they just break out in song. It's just something that doesn't happen in real life, which is really strange to me. It, it is when, when it's just dialogue. But instead of having dialogue, they must sing everything. I'm going to go get the mail. And, and you're going, why don't you just say you're going to go get the mail? But it, like everything has to be sung. And what if we did that here for an hour? No, no. We couldn't do it for a segment. See in the poll question. <laughs> what are the results for hour two? <laughs> Yes, Eaton. I just, uh, this, while we were off, I watched, uh, oh, sorry, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> while we were off, I was watching a movie. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Gotta uh, get in character. It, it was like that new Hunger Games movie, which I like the original bunch of them. What are there, four Hunger Games or whatever? And th- this one, uh, very quickly into the movie, a girl starts singing, and it was definitely overheard. Oh, crap. Is this a musical? Oh. <laughs> Oh. Which it's not. It's not a musical, but I think the girl who was in the it very clearly comes from a stage background. Well, and then I found out in the original that they were all stoned. The uh, the stars were that they got they they would uh, get high and do their scenes, or they'd be drunk. Now I need to go back and watch it. The Hunger Games. That was good. Stanley Tucci. Yeah, Isaac Hyde. No, 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 not him. But Woody Harrelson was on. Well, but well. but but they didn't talk about. It. No, it's the younger stars that they were uh, they were uh, drunk or stoned. And I'm like, oh, all right, now that's a little more interesting. Maybe I can go back and watch that. Merrily we roll along. Yeah, that's the name. of Yeah, roll along. Roll, yeah, roll. along. Hello, yeah. and they're happy. Yeah. Merrily. It wasn't a happy. It wasn't a happy Broadway show. Just letting you know. Mm. This says, "Why did Merrily We Roll Along flop?" Well, no, that was the original one that came out. There were only sixteen Broadway performances. Now so this they... is not original cast. Then, <laughs> well, you got me there. You got me there on that one.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.